Blessings Suave Afternoon. This is Brother Suave, your mind-blowing, thought-provoking, and eye-opening on-air personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, and creator. Hope you guys have a suave day. Yeah, and with that, let's commence to pay. Okay, I'm so swabulous, you so swabulous. Together we can fix the trauma that's befallen us. Divine social interactions remains marvelous. Mind blowing, swabalicious talk, higher consciousness. But think, let not your hearts be troubled, Dr. Brother Suave. Divine light give you double. Greetings, this is Dr. Brother Suave, your mind blowing, thought provoking, and eye opening on air personality life coach, psychotherapist, author, creator, and your host of Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. So happy to um, be able to come today and um, have our session. Um, I just thank God for waking me up to see another day. I thank God for allowing me to see this day, a day I've never seen before. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all the things. I'm grateful for this transition. And speaking of transition, um, been a year um, in the Midwest, Chicago, Indianapolis area, and it's been uh, an experience. Learned a lot, um, and so getting ready to make it on the other side of the country, um, and just excited about that. Pretty much everything is packed. Um, I'll be leaving out of here on Sunday. How you doing, Brother Wally? How are you, man? I'm doing suave tastic. Thank you for your support. Yeah, and just, you know, that was my mentor. Let me tell you something. This brother's and amazing person. He's always been there. We talk almost every other day, um, always learning something. I mean, it's, it is truly a blessing to have somebody in your life. You can bounce things off. Um, a lot of times people say, well, Swab, why do you think you know so much? Listen, I'm blessed to have about eight mentors. You know, so a lot of times I may come off um, a certain way. And I always tell people, don't get my confidence mixed. I mean, confidence mixed up with arrogance. And I call it suavidence. A lot of times you have that because what happens is, when I am in student mode, I am in student mode. I'm not thinking, I'm listening. And so that gives me a benefit of having brilliant minds empower me. But when I go out there, I go out and show up and show out. Just like a parent. A lot of times children think they know so much. If they just would be humble and listen to their parents, a lot of times things would go in the right direction. And I'm saying that all. So please, a lot of times people always say, well, not all. We all know that. We know that, so we don't have to sit there and argue, accept it. How you doing, brother? Um, Fred, Fred, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for your support. And so, again, we go out there and we show up and show up. You got a great coach. They're going to empower you. They're going to push you. They're going to um, give you some words of wisdom. A fool rejects wisdom. And so a lot of times that's why people keep bumping their heads because they don't have people in their life, nor do they listen to the words of the wise. It's often said that people say, um, the best teacher is experience. Well, I, I don't, I don't believe that because I think the best teacher is the teacher and listen to the words of the wise. You can avoid a lot of heartache, a lot of incidents, a lot of diseases, a lot of heartbreak and death. If you listen to the words of the wise, because people, when they're talking to you, they're not talking to you to hurt you. They're talking to you from a proactive and experienced and a knowledgeable and a wisdom uh, state of mind. So again, don't always be defensive, but just be humble enough to listen and you may learn some things. So um, I'm happy to have uh, mentors in my life. And um, so I, I had them all my life. That's why I dedicated my life to mentoring people. I remember um, my dad had this um, place on Opelika Crime Prevention. Man, I made a commitment. As soon as I finished high school, I worked there for 20 years, not received one penny, did not receive one penny. So on my resume, I committed to giving back. 
you know, a lot of times we have to give. And that's why I guess I have been blessed. I've done so much mentoring to, to young, young, young men and women, you know, just trying to sow into their lives because a lot of times people didn't have mentors in their life. They didn't have um, parents. They maybe have functioning families. And so I always felt my commitment to me being blessed, having a great family on both sides. I, I wanted to just always give back. And so, um, and, and, and that was always something I was able to be honest with myself, you know, and I wouldn't just do stuff for others and then look out for myself because as you know, I'm always talking about self-love and one should have unconditional love for themselves because life is too short and too precious for our intellectual justification and excuses. So um, so what I'm going to talk about prior to, because I guess it's going to be coming on. They just having some technical difficulties from just doing an extended monologue. So what I'm going to be talking about in this time is that sometimes are you, are you um, honest enough with yourself to know if you're doing things for others? Are you doing things for yourself? Because, I, I, you know, we always see that people always say, man, my grandma or my granddad or whatever, or this person is great. And they do everything because you say that because you're benefiting. And so I'm saying it to the person who unconscious of their codependency tendencies, you know, because a lot of times we sit there and say, hey, they, they go all out their way. But it's a, and I'm not challenging saying that's not in their heart, but a lot of times they do on certain things, um, because they want a company, they want a companionship, they're missing something avoided in life that could be a companionship, could be a relationship, could be a whole bunch of things. But sometimes we got to be honest to ourselves and say, am I doing something for others? Or I'm doing it for myself. And um, again, so there was this person named Adam Grant, and he wrote um, today was it's called the imposter um, syndrome. And he says, I don't know what I'm doing. That's the imposter. I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. It's just a matter of time to everything finds um, to everyone finds out. Now here's the growth mindset. The growth mindset is, I don't know what I'm doing yet. It's only a matter of time before I figure it out. The highest form of self-confidence is believing in your ability to learn. So again, so people always get my confidence mixed up with arrogance because I'm always trying to learn. I got mentors that I'm learning from. Every day, every day, I'm calling mentors, different ones. I'm, I'm, I'm learning for, from people. I have on one of my advisors, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm their senior, but they are a, a business professional in a particular area. And I tell you, I go to student mode. I go to student mode to learn. I go to student mode so I can um, get the information that they have because I'm trying to get some of those nuggets. And that person has plenty of years of experience in a particular profession. So guess what? Regardless of our age, she is older than me in her profession. And that's what we have to start realizing. Just like being, you could be 45 years old. You just got saved yesterday. You're a baby in Christ. So stop trying to fight with people just because you're an age. You're trying to look at things from carnal minded and from a perspective just, from, just because you're looking at things from a natural perspective. You got to start looking at things from a spiritual perspective because they're older and wiser in that particular area. So sometimes that imposter um, syndrome has you, um, you know, trying to figure out if this thing's going to come in a certain amount of time. But it, the, the um, growth is knowing that you're going to figure it out. But you have to understand about humility. So when I'm I'm walking around with confidence, hey, listen, because I believe in my ability to learn, and I'm learning every day, every life. I mean, every year. And I just, you know, I, I go to young people and ask questions because 
Again, you can learn something from somebody. And I, I want people to understand you can always learn. But it's important to listen. And the worst thing you can do is be stuck. stuck. And that's why I always say, um, and I said it on many shows, and I'm going to say it this show, because one should have unconditional love for themselves because life is too short and too precious for intellectual justification. So when you don't have self-love, it seems like you lack a, a level of respect for yourself, which ultimately hurts your self-esteem. And then when your self-esteem is ruined, your self-worth is down, and then you really don't have any level of self-dignity. Therefore, there's no self-preservation. But when you have self-dignity, you feel like you're worthy of something. It increases your self-esteem and you have high self-respect for yourself because that's a high indication of self-love. And so I just wanted to share that um, with you guys and um, today. And so listen, um, I wonder if um, they're going to be here. What I'm going to do is just going to right quick. I'm going to go into um, station identification and we'll be right back. trying to get our guests on them give me a second i'm checking right now because um i said just she lost a signal and um unfortunately these things happen um she's back yes great so what i'm going to do is um just briefly discuss her i'm just trying to get these things right um again remember that imposter syndrome is super dangerous okay so be mindful of the imposter syndrome so listen our, our our very special guest tonight, um, just tell you a little bit. You know, again, it seems like I've been blessed a lifetime to stay connected with people. And, you know, people always say it's season. You don't know why people are in your life, but I've learned to appreciate them. I've learned to master the serenity prayer and certain things I could change. And I change them. 
things I can't, I accept. So I'm so happy um, that each and every week, each and every year, each and every decade, I meet people. And I try to maintain those relationships. So this person I met years ago, um, not for sure where, but again, there was a powerful person. It was a great person, a kind person, a professional person and a driven person. So I always gravitate to that. I gravitate to great people. I don't know why, but it's a blessing nonetheless. So tonight, um, my very special guest, um, she's a life coach, an author, an artist, a radio host, an executive producer, director of MJ Consulting Group. She also is a minister and the founder of Blessed Brown Girls, Inc. Oh, and she served in the United States Army Reserve, in which I was in the United States Marine Reserves. Um, she holds a master's degree in theology and is, a, and is certified with the American Association of Christian Counselors. She began writing poetry at 16 years old and has dedicated her life to fighting for the safety and the justice for victims of abuse. She lives with her husband and children, and which says, you know, she has a, a very balanced life. And she's doing some wonderful things in our community. So my very, very special guest is no other than E. Marie Monroe. So without further ado, let's bring her on. Hello, hello. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you, Brother Swell, for having me and your patience and the due diligence of bringing this broadcast live from New Mexico. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you so much. You know, the thing is... Um, if we want patience, we have to be patient. Yes. You know, if we want grace, we got to show grace. Yes. You know, we can't have this life filled with all these devil standards. You know, <laughs> it's just filled with so many, you know, people call somebody a name and then when they get called back a name, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you. You know, they were acting to your offense. They didn't Absolutely. initiate it. And so Absolutely. sometimes we have to be very mindful of that. And I think a lot of times uh, we struggle with that. And that's why it's so important to have accountability partners and maintain and build great relationships. So um, thank you. Thank you. I see you've been all over the country doing a road trip with your husband and family. That's a beautiful thing. It is fantastic. I'm telling you. It has been an amazing adventure. I'm grateful to have an opportunity during such a climate that we are in, in the middle of a pandemic, a crisis, a gas crisis, a overpriced food and um, mass mental illness, uh, monkey pox and COVID and all these other things that we still get to grab some of those little moments in our lives and reflect and, and slow down and, and love on each other. So it's been a blessing. I'm so grateful to have um, had the opportunity to be in your life as a friend. And I'm, I'm excited to be here to share with the people, you know, my, I was sitting there listening to, uh, you were talking about the imposter syndrome and mm -hmm. you were talking about self-care and self-care has been like on my number one list. And yeah. I remember so many times when we get so many titles and roles and different organizations that we belong to, we forget to take that time to do self-care on ourselves, you know, as yeah. leaders and as mentors and coaches, you know, we need to take that time as well. So I remember I lost a great leader many years ago and one of the things he told me when he was on his deathbed he was like hey remember to take time down remember to take time out for yourself and i say that yes. to every 
person, every individual, you know, like your mother, your father, your CEO, your engineer, your doctor, your lawyer, you still have to take that time down to reflect yes. upon yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and when I was listening, saying going on a trip and talking about the gas, I think sometimes we have to be mindful and be more optimistic than pessimistic and realize it may be high, but I can is much easier to say than I can't. Absolutely. You know, so you know, you know how it is, like regardless of what's going on, self-love, self-care, you know, self, you got one heart, one soul, one life, protect it at all costs. You can't yes. sit there and say it's money. You got to go out there and enjoy it because today is not the next day is not promised. That's why when I started this, I said, Thank God for allowing me to see another day that I never seen before. Yeah. You understand? And so you going out like, man, this is beautiful. I saw the things. It was saying Tennessee, Mexico, and all these different things. Yeah. Like, yes. And I just, I was on the road for about 30 days. And I was like, hey, I'm going to enjoy it. We got to, yeah. when you believe and have this higher level of appreciation and gratitude, things work yes. out. You know, Absolutely. somehow those numbers on a bank account do not decrease, they increase. And it's an increased mentality. So I, I definitely uh, enjoy that. So that being said, I just wanted to um, have you to just briefly tell um, the listening audience a little bit about yourself because I want to get into meat and potatoes and just go ahead and enjoy ourselves. But tell them a little bit about yourself because I mean, you are, I mean, I read the things, but you know, those is <laughs> on paper. You know, we want you to get the, you know, like the marinade. You, you like make me sound food. fancy, you make me sound important. Oh, you well, are. Show listen, no. I am just an uh, ordinary girl doing extraordinary things. Okay. <laughs> having a supernatural experience in my natural body so okay. you know i get to be i get to be you know some people we complain about our roles i get to be a mother i get to be a wife i get to be an author i get to be a coach i get to be a minister um i had an opportunity to run as commissioner in decap county as a candidate i get to be an artist uh a director and so those are the things that we get to be, but we often have to ask ourselves, like, who are you? Who, who is the real authentic you? Yes. Where will you show up? And so um, I have the pleasure of going to life every day. The things that I do, I go to life. Those are the things that I want to do, that I choose to do, to give back to my community, to do outreach, to feed the homely, home, homeless, you know? And so I don't, it's not like a I don't look at it as a chore or a job, but yeah, we definitely, as, as, as women, we wear many hats. So <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for that opportunity. Uh, thank you so much for, for your uh, intro. And I heard it uh, a few weeks back. I was at a conference and I was speaking and they were doing the intro. I was like, wow, she's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> but now if you ask my kids, that's just mom. <laughs> yes. Yes. But again, it's, it's a lot of people, again, when you're a positive person, you're an optimistic person, you look at it, it is a lot of great people out here doing some great things. Great things. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about um, they are being a change. Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. a long time ago, you know, instead of us looking at it, uh, uh, us competing against each other, look at we're doing what we need to do to change this world. You understand? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, when I think about um, the Wright brothers, they revolutionized this whole world through tra and transportation as a result of their belief in themselves that even though this defeats the laws of aerodynamics, they revolutionized transportation. 
and look right. where we at. Right. Just think about it. If we all just take our take our time and do your part as a person. Absolutely. To do your part as a person. Yeah. You know, don't worry about what the person on the right and the left are doing. Like, oh, well, I should be. No, you have your role. God gave you your individual self for for a purpose, and you're supposed yeah. to walk your purpose and serve. Yeah, serve. You know, um, charity was before it was replaced love. It was charity. We have to give back. We have to to serve. And 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 I remember um, Les Brown had told me serving, serving. Learn how to serve. And because you remember when you serve, you end up building and growing. And next thing you know, people serving you. Yes. Everybody got to pay they, they do. They got to pay and, and spend time to develop and cultivate their skills, their gifts and their blessings. But always the serving. And a lot of times people are sometimes pessimists, not realizing the benefits of serving. It shows humility. You understand? Yes. And, and, it, and it allows you to learn how to grow. Many of the things that people do, they, they may get their credentials or learn something, and then they just want to jump where the boss is at or the leaders are, but it's just a matter of time. They, they'll get there when they get there, but they need to take the time to develop and mature. You know, like like when it comes to uh, developing, is you can't rush it. You can't put the toilet paper in your breast to make your things grow. You know, you can't do that. It's just develop. I can't get a beard overnight. It's going to start off with a little baby hair and it's going to get thicker and then it's going to connect. But it's a process and we have to stop being so anxious to get there. You have to bypass the process. It's like you want a cake, but you just want to go in the kitchen and the cake just be there. It it, it involves baking, flour, eggs. You know, you, you actually can't actually be a leader until you've served. That's yes. the primary yes. step of being a leader is a servitude. Jesus Christ himself was a servant, guys, before he ever became, you know, walked into his full role on yes. earth. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I was, um, you know, what I realized about leaders like yourself, they often create organizations, foundations. And so I was reading that you had a, a foundation called, um, I think it was the Blessed Brown Girls. Tell us a little bit about that. So it's an organization I started a few years back when... Mm -hmm. I realized I, I'd already been doing that, but I started to mentor uh, young women and just show them how to first love themselves and mm. how to walk in excellence and how to define who they are as a person and, and how to execute finance and, and family and mm -hmm. marriage and just in crisis and trauma because you know a lot of times we talk about the good parts of life but we forget about how to deal with the hard parts and that's where most people get stuck you get stuck in a trauma if you think about it if you go all the back way back into your memory you got stuck at four years old five years old two years old if someone told you no or someone died and left you or that divorce happened or just something happened and you just checked out and you, you continue to live because, you know, you, you find yeah. people stuck at five and they're now 50 and they're still dealing with the scar or wound from five years old. Yeah. And so I, that was that's what my latest book was about, mm -hmm. um, was trauma. You guys use the background noise from outside. Yeah. But trauma emerged from trauma. Emerge Restored is my new book. And it's really talking about the most critical thing in life and that's getting on the other side of that you can't get stuck you know yeah. people get stuck you know yeah 
they really do. De Maria, it is so unfortunate. You know, um, I I have multiple credentials in, in trauma. Talked about trauma, um, and it's unfortunate that people are stuck. In, and the, the, I think the biggest disservice. Remember, I was talking about humility, and 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 people get stuck, and they refuse. They know their story. Everyone knows their story. They yeah. know they was um, abused as a child or molested or hurt or harmed or seen something that's been so devastating. Yeah. And they know it triggers them, but they still lie and deny and refuse to address that stuff. And then it goes on older. Remember, we don't we don't go in reverse order and get younger. We get older. And yeah. 10 years and all five years, 10 years that pass. And then and then it, it, it's like it's they know it's traumatic. So instead of just saying, remember humility, you know, I experienced some trauma early in my life. And I realized year in the year, it affects me. It makes me get defensive. It makes me get angry. It makes me get depressed. These are results of trauma. Instead of just saying, you know what, mental health, coaching or anything, it's confidential. Nobody knows. So go talk to someone. Talk to someone. You know, just, yes. you know, it's nobody's around. You in there with yes. four walls and a person, a professional. But, you know, there's such a stigma behind what we call mental health. People assume because you have a mental health issue that you are crazy and you're not. You just have that issue. You just have anxiety. You just have a, a bout of depression. That doesn't define who you are as a person. Look at all these great Olympic stars that have, are currently dealing with depression, celebrities dealing with anxiety. They're still talented in their respectable places, but they have these conditions, you know, and it usually stems from a trauma that has taken place and they just didn't quite get over it. You know, maybe it was, you know, um, a love of a lost one. A lot of people, that's that's one of those hard ones because, you know, with when you lose a loved one, you don't get to get them back. It You learn to live with it. You never get over it in a sense, but you can't let it define your tomorrow. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, 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 so many kudos to a lot of the people that have the public eye who are talking about mental health now and they're talking about, they're being transparent about their issues and yes. depression and all those things. So it's making the normal every day you and I um, open to have the conversations, to have the dialogues. Even Michelle Obama said she went through a bout of depression after they left the White House. Um, well, we're talking about Michelle Obama, guys. Well, Michelle Obama's a human being like anybody else. So her position, no, but I'm just saying, sometimes we put emphasis on their social status and it's irrelevant. They got bones, heart, like anybody else. And one thing about me and doing mental health for all these years, when you met me years, it's been decades. So I try to tell people it's really no excuse because we seek what we want to. And now we have the internet. It's so much information out there. It's really no excuse that for us a person to know what mental health is and what mental health not. Because it's education, trauma, that's why in, at Liberty uh, at Liberty University, uh, the, the doctorate programs is a doctorate in education because it's not anything that's so clinical and you need licensure. It's information. Once you learn the information, because guess what? You can go around and Google the stuff and, and, and learn and, and look at YouTube and realize all that stuff you're talking about. You don't have to sit there and, 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 and have a stigma because, you know, people look at everything, how to make weed in their house, how to make organic water. They figure everything else. So it's really no excuse. And, and one thing about mental health and physical health, and let me tell you this. 
people, that's why I say it's no excuse to understand the differences. Like, for example, I'm going to show you mental health. A few months ago, I had a problem sleeping. See, I'm in the profession, so I know. That's not a physical, it's a mental because the brain, because then, you know, the brain, I, I can't sleep because my brain is going. Get it? Mental. It's the brain is going. So guess what? I don't have to, I don't have to overcomplicate the thing. So what I do is, guess what? I'm like, hey, let me um, find an appointment, find me a psychiatrist. And people say, oh, it's a stigma. Listen, you know what the psychiatrist did? Same thing I do with my patient. He said, um, incessantly, he was like, he said, you've been having sleep issues? I said, yeah, that's that's why I'm here. He said, um, now, this was the funny thing. He said, do you snore? And I was like, man, first of all, don't be judging me. I, I think I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, but that's when I'm extremely tired. But I realized I've been tired, but I don't think my snoring is a result of that. I'm just not sleeping. He said, this is what he said. Do you have a sleep machine? I said, so you all in my business knowing I got sleep apnea, right? He says, he said, I said, yeah. He said, man, use your sleep apnea machine. I use it, bam. See, that's mental health because it, it you know, and so my sleeping issues was resolved. Wow. Wow. People overthink things. I'm not going outside. Listen, everybody has its purpose, just information. You know, and people got to stop. So let's look. I I broke my foot. That's physical health. Correct. Stress, anxiety, depression. People look at depression as such a that's one of the things that people have a problem with because they like um, a situation it caused me to be depressed. And I think that's sometimes the mental health and the business of it creates Mm -hmm. Uh, situation where people I, I got I'm depressed and this diagnosis attached to me but guess what you lose your family a loved one you're going to be depressed it's, it's only natural, natural. It's you know natural. you know you itch you scratch you lose a loved one you cry they have it's called situational depression yes I would say situational situational depression so for that period of time in that particular situation you are depressed let's just say your house burned down you just lost everything that you had yes. everything it's a situation it's temporary but it's a situation and you have to go through the process of the insurance company if you even have the privilege of that um and replace your things and replace the memories and things of that nature so i just think that people need to understand just as you go and you get your teeth checked out you go to the dentist you go and get an annual checkup you should go once a year and just check on your mental and yeah. stop and and people stop making it such a big deal. Like everyone should make sure that you're mentally okay, you know. Yeah. And it's okay to not be okay. How about that? It's okay I, to not be okay. To say, you know what, I'm not okay. I'm going through some things. I need some downtime. I need to take some time yeah. off from work. I need to regroup. I need to take a trip. And, and you know what? Um, I, 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 for all those clever people, um, you know how there's a lot of people out there are completely bald. So they go, they don't go in the hair salon to get their hair done. They have them to come to their house because they ball and they get the hair because they don't want to be exposed. They don't want nobody to see that. So they're very private. So they shame. Nobody sees that. So if you're clever enough to figure it out, you're clever enough to go. Nobody, you, nobody know where you're going. You just go see, make an appointment. Yeah. You see how we're doing this? You in New Mexico, I'm in Indiana. You can tell them it. Bam. Nobody knows. Nobody get, knows. You know, protect yourself and, and, and get some help and, and stop worrying about that. Because guess what? Um, 
if you don't address whatever issue you have, they show up and show out at the wrong time. In your relationships, in your job, yes. work, even in public, in the public, yeah. So. You know, and, and a lot of times, you know, people got like um, Brother Wally said, you got to tell the truth on yourself. You know, that's if what, you can't be honest with yourself, then, then there's a problem. It is. And, and unfortunately, there's <laughs> a lot of people have a problem. You know, you see a lot of people in denial, you know, about a lot of things. But again, man, I, I appreciate you. I have. um, Oh, wow. It's that time. What we're going to do before we continue on, we're going to go into another station identification and we'll be right back with social therapy with Dr. Brother Swab. All right. All right. Trauma that's befallen us. Divine social interactions remains marvelous. Mind blowing, spavalicious talk, higher consciousness. But think, let not your hearts be troubled, Dr. Brother Suave. Divine light, give you double. And we're back with social therapy with Dr. Brother Suave with our wonderful and talented guest, D. Marie Monroe. Um, we just chopping it up and, and talking about the greatness of her works. Um, all the titles she holds, all the great things she contributes to our community. This is the world definitely need more DeMarie's. Um, DeMarie, so when we have um, all the things you've done and all the things you accomplished, all the things you're pursuing and all the things that you're actually doing, that's a journey. It's a journey. A lot of times journeys are, are, are come from a certain situation. Um, uh, 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 it could be a crisis. But I look at it as a calling. You know, I look at it as a calling. So tell us a little 
bit about your journey because I know you hold a lot of hats, you know, but the journey is to me, journeys are beautiful. You get a chance to learn so much, you know, as you progress and, and grow and hear other people's story. And it shows how much you're a blessing to yourself, but also to others. Well, I started my journey in a city called Columbus, Ohio, um, where my mother and I lived and she was a single mom and uh, she actually uh, suffered a mental breakdown and I was removed from her home and around two years old. And okay. I took a long travel through what they call the child welfare service. And so I was a foster kid going from home to home, situation to situation, circumstance to circumstance. And I went through those things and, and I remember there was a time in my life where I would just go back and be like, why did that happen to me? Oh my, oh, uh, so many terrible things, you know, because during that I was raped, I was abused, I was molested, I was rejected and neglected. And so I experienced all of those hurts from different people. And I thought, well, I definitely couldn't possibly have a purpose. Um, but as I continued to journey on, you know, I found myself in uh, what you call identity such you know you have to find who it is who are you and why are you here and i mean i went through a lot of different trials and tribulations you know i was uh i tampered with drinking trying to mute the pain partying trying to numb the pain uh boss friends trying to substitute the pain instead of dealing with the actual pain um Luckily, I did find myself, you know, desiring to have a better life, desiring to live. I even, you know, I went through a, a suicidal place during that time where, you know, the why, why am I here? You know, I, you know, so I can, I can speak to all those things. And, um, and as you see, obviously, uh, I have purpose. Yes. I have purpose. God had a plan for me. And yes. um, I stand here now, you know proud of all of my mess in my past, yes. all of my stress of my past, all the bruises and the bumps and the turns and all the rejections, all of the no's and all of the you will be nothing and all of you are nothing. All those things just powered me to my yeah. now. It pushed me to my now. And mm. so now, you know, I was I was reflecting a few months ago, like, I'm really running for commissioner. Like, yes. What's I happening? You that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm like, okay. Girl, you mean that little girl that had no mother, no father? Are you serious? You know, so um that's that's probably one of the reasons why I can reach a person in a place in a dark place that other people can't because I've had the experiences. I've had, yes. you know, I've yes. been homeless, I've been motherless, I've been fatherless, you know. So I um I have a genuine sense for family and community and, and mm -hmm. for women and for children and for the misfits and the people that are rejected and displaced and told they can't do it, they won't do it, there'll be nothing. Um, so probably about a month ago, I gave about close to $400 worth of free gas away. And there was a gentleman that pulled up to the gas station. He didn't know I was there doing that. And he had a gas can. Well, he walked up to the gas station, he had a gas can, he said, um, he's just trying to get a couple dollars so that he can get to this um, job that he just got and his car stopped because he didn't have enough. And I said, hey, let me bless you with 
20 bucks worth of gas. I'm giving gas away free. He literally fell on the ground with his gas can. Like, no way, God. I said, yes. And I didn't ask him much questions because it wasn't my business. No. Um, I didn't judge him because I've been there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just to be in a place where I am now that now I can be a blessing to other people mm -hmm. is the most remarkable feeling. But what if I, let's just think, let's just rewind for a minute. What if I would have said, I quit. I quit on me. Yes. What if? Yeah. Yeah. What if? Yeah. That what part if, right there. What if Noah would have said, I'm not building an ark. Nobody's going to listen to me. It's not going to flood. What if? Yeah. What if? What if? What if? Yeah. What if Oprah Winfrey would have said, you know, I didn't get that job. Monica Kaufman beat me out. You know, I'm just going to sit here in defeat. And she didn't know she was becoming Oprah after that. Yeah. <laughs> what if? You can't quit on yourself. You cannot quit on yourself. You got to bet on you. Yes. Bet on you. Yeah. And I was just, you know, I just, God just gave me the spirit of persistence and determination and mm -hmm. drive. And I just kept forging forward. And there was many. And when I tell you guys, many. so many, I mean, we could sit here for hours and, you know, you can get the book, you can go online, my story's written. Um, but we can go for hours about all of the hurdles that I had to cross, all of the um, moments I had to fight with myself. I had to wrestle with myself to yeah. say, I'm more than a conqueror. I can do this. I got this. Keep going. Don't worry yeah. about it. It was hard. You know, hard. Um, my ability sometimes to piss people off because of some of the things I say, but these lenses are not just like everyone lenses. I, I, you know, like people sit there and say, um, <clears throat> I remember I wrote the book Lust Child and I said, um, all that I went through and I was like, hey, I was privileged to go through that. So the way I understand things, I'm like, uh, I had a friend who got shot a whole bunch of times and I was like, man, you should be happy. I'm in the house so I can die. I say, you're not going to. You're going to have a story. Man, you know, curse me. I don't want to hear that. I could have died. I said, bruh, you needed that. You needed that because you're going to live. You're going to give. You're going to tell a story. And you're going to overcome. This is important. This is important. Because it's not about always you your purpose that's why i said some from the very beginning is that purpose some people look at things one way but i look at things for another it's a purpose because in this world we can say whatever we want about how we think we are unique and and I, a lot of times i quote myself i say unique is what unique does not what unique says a million people say i'm different you know that's what everybody say so that you know different than other person but guess what? The people who actually do it and live it, that's the unique part. And so when you go through all that, yeah, it may sound harsh. You may not understand because way beyond understand. But think about when you look at life. Some of the greatest people who change this world, change this country, change our community are the people who have those stories. It's, 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 it's the power in the story, man. Yeah. I learned that some time ago and I, I used to get frustrated like why is it that it seems like the people who 
really want to do impactful things in the world always have to have this cross they carry this thorn on the side that they must be injured yes. for this, it's like this, the rite of passage yeah yeah this you know? stuff is important because guess what watch watch this i'm gonna show you something so you were sharing your story and your journey now watch this you ain't gonna be nobody you're a little girl who didn't have a mom and dad this and this and that watch this my dad will say cry now laugh later now watch this hear me out now you ready let me see about 8.7 billion people on planet earth but we're just gonna stick to america then we're gonna stick to black america you hear me d marie it is millions tens and twenties millions wish they was a wife look i'm pulling your paper a mother an author author radio host executive producer founder of a nonprofit organization uh having purpose they wish they was in your shoes so you was blessed to have those tests now you have this testimony and you're living a wonderful life because people want they're like dang i wish i could even say the term husband i wish i could say kids college oh degrees all this you understand so you cry then but you're That's laughing it now and see what i'm saying a lot of people wish they had that but guess what you got to earn that you got to go through certain things and, and 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 guess what because you didn't quit you're reaping the benefits of it absolutely absolutely you know it's just like the military when you enter into the military they say okay you here's all these things that you can accomplish and here's all these awards and accolades and rights that you can rank into but you have to earn them yes <laughs> you have to earn them and you, do. you don't you don't just become a start as a private and then you become a commander all of a sudden it doesn't work like that you know i actually started as a private first class oh okay i did too because you know i had to call it <laughs> but i mean I call it. typically it does not work that Traditionally, way you have we don't to argue work exception. your way up those three branches we don't argue exceptions <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're a warrior like myself. And, and, and again, even that experience was um, a blessing to me because it showed me what I am made of. It showed me that I can and yeah. it showed me that I will. And I, after that, I mean, U.S. Army, after that, you you figure you, you got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, the earning. This. And this is what happens in society when they sit there and like, hey, no, I'm sorry. Like I told someone, I said, he said, I said, I earned my ego. I work very hard for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So don't get right. this stuff mixed up. But the thing is, you are a blessing to people because you were needed. You know, you got people. I remember um, um, in a, the mental health profession, a lot of times people are so they act a certain way. And sometimes if you can't connect to the, the core of your audience, your patients, your clients or people, they feel like you're artificial. They feel like you're superficial. They don't connect. So when they hear that you have stories or just that genuine, authentic uh, um, um, interaction, they're like, okay, I, I feel like I can open up and share. Right. You, know, you can't right. go in there being super clinical and stuff like that and Even not saying anything wrong with that. It's just that they don't know. Yeah. I learned a long time ago. Um, yeah. People don't care what you know and what you did until they yeah. know that you care and then they'll open up to you. 
mm-hmm. because now you're you're talking to them from a place of transparency. You know, now, you can't come to a person that's homeless and say, hey, I'm Dee Marie. They really don't care. <laughs> you know, but if you sit with them and you talk to them and you treat them like an authentic person that has purpose, just like yourself, and you sit beside them and you walk beside them and you just give them some water and they feel like you, it's, it's a brother or a sister to, to my left or to my right, just mm-hmm. stopping to see about me. Then, then there's this connection like wow something about them and you know and again i can connect that way because i I was there i've been there you know um or a young girl who just full of information so she think and don't know nothing but she's like you know you're just gonna tell me what my mom and my daddy tell me and then you tell them your story and they're like yes whoa yes no And yes. Then, now they now they want all the information from you. Now they're so receptive to what you have to teach. Them. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because I remember um uh, when I wrote the book Lust Child to the Born Out of Lust Not Love, and I remember I wrote it twice. And so the first time I wrote it, um, and I was talking about it, they were like, "You so judgmental. You so judgmental." And I'm like, "No, it's wrong when I do it. It's wrong when you do it. I'm not making these laws up. It's just." happens you know you you and me we don't have control when we're the child it's the adults have the control to bring us in this world in an ungodly manner not the children it's not our fault you know so because we're not like in heaven or someplace say hey mom and dad bring me on earth no we don't have any control of that and so i used to tell them so when guess what so when it happened to me and, I, and they was like, oh, you just so judgment. You don't know how I feel. I said, yes, I did. That's what motivated me to write this book. And they were like, exactly. Because right. then they know. You're right. not just talking and being right. judgmental. You're saying, <laughs> no, I experienced it. I, I know how. I know the challenges. I know the, the shame, the guilt that's all associated with these things. The cut, so guess what? the pain. <laughs> so, so it goes back to, it, 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 it's wrong. If I do it, it's wrong. You do it. So it's not judgment because we have made the, these are our indiscretions. These are our spiritual disobedience. These are the things that we did as adults. So, so this is the, the thing where it comes in generational curses, how those things happen. Not because uh, um, you by the blank, it's about taking ownership and personal responsibility. And so, again, like you say, when people sit there and thank you, you don't understand, you don't have something, and they say, you know, they find out your story is worse than theirs. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, a lot of times you think, oh, I had it so bad and so tough. And you you meet a, a person that you're like, this this man don't have no legs. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, and I'm complaining over here. Oh, no. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, no legs. Try no legs. That's different. You know, that's a whole different type of trusting God. That's a whole different type of daily reminder of your past. That's a whole different type of trauma. Yeah. And and there and I've seen there's a there's a, a young basketball player. He's killing the game. He has one arm. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and I'm complaining because my tummy hurt. What? Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, about three weeks ago, one of my friends in college, he was very vibrant, trash talker, always was just a free spirit. And he um, got in a car accident. Got paralyzed from the neck down. It wasn't just the legs, you know, you can ride it with it's from the neck down. So we were mean to him. 
because we wanted our old friend back because he was a go-getter. And he was mad at us, but we got him. And, he, you know, he rehabbed. The doctors, you know, he rehabbed, but they showed us what to do because he had to go home eventually. And he used to get mad at us and curse us out. Man, you don't got to do it. And we got him. And so now, this is what I'm saying. You never know when we have it worse. So he, we pushed him. He finished college and everything. But, but this is what I'm saying. Sometimes we still have to be appreciative because now the story is not going to be a happy ending. It's going to go worse. Okay. So about three weeks ago, remember he's been paralyzed from the neck down. Um, but guess what happened three weeks ago? His caretaker fell asleep while cooking. Remember he's in a wheelchair. He's paralyzed from the neck down. He couldn't do anything. So the house burned, he got burned and couldn't do anything. You know, he was able to call 911, but he couldn't do anything. So he was, you know, like burning, you know what I'm saying? And watch himself burn. And now he's in the hospital right now. I just talked to his nephew. So not only he's burnt, paralyzed and burnt, but he got a trick and he can't even talk now. You know what I'm saying? We need to be grateful and each and every day. Yes. Because I mean, Yes, and I'm like, you know, you're talking about people having it bad. I was just telling somebody about COVID. They say, I got COVID. I say, yeah, but you're home watching TV, feeling bad. That what part. about the people in the room who's on a ventilator, who's yeah. under, or never going? nobody can come in there and see them. They're dying by themselves. So Dying. always look at the bottle half full, not half empty. Have a more optimistic uh, versus a pessimistic uh, attitude and be grateful because your story is great. Um, a lot of people have great stories. That's why I try to say it's a lot of great people out there. No, it's a lot of great people out there. It's a lot of great people out there. You yes. know? Yes. yes. And, I, I, you know, my stepdaughter is actually a, a respiratory therapist. She's a phenomenal uh, respiratory <clears throat> therapist. She actually cares about each and every one of her patients. And she okay. was working during, you know, she's traveling now and she was working during COVID and I remember the day she lost 29 patients and it was just they were having to decide you know who stays and who gets a ventilator who doesn't who's taking off of it who isn't and I just kept thinking of all those families that were attached to that day to to those 29 lives that were lost and and we're we, we were taking for granted every yeah. day that we get an opportunity to say thank you. We get an opportunity to laugh, to hug one another, to give back, to yes. have a good day or have a bad day. But it's another opportunity, another opportunity to have an experience. You know, I um, we went through Oklahoma just here we, uh, a moment ago, and we stopped at the site from the Oklahoma bombing, and I was just kind of taken aback, oh. almost as if it had just happened. And I was just thinking, like, what what gets in the mind of a person and they decide to take a mass of people's lives without <laughs> even considering? Yeah, the, a lot of goes back to self-love. If they don't love themselves, they don't love anybody else. They don't love anybody around them. <clears throat> and so they like empathy. They like respect. The, the self-esteem is down. They don't care about Remember I said, your self-worth is not there. Self-dignity. There is no self-preservation. So they don't okay. care. You know, and that's why it's important to 
Say positive things to people. And that's, a, you know, and that's actually a dangerous person to be around sometimes because you don't, if when they don't love themselves, you're right, they don't love the people around them either. And so they have no, no regards. And um, it's just important to build that. If, if you didn't get it built for you as a child, I know a lot of people, they don't, they may not have had a great childhood, but you get, as an adult, is no one else's responsibility. Get it done for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you know, go spend time with yourself. You have to, yeah. Yeah, you got to take ownership. Like, my mom and my dad didn't. Okay, okay, you're 50 years old. Okay, they're not coming to do any of those things for you. You got to find the greatness inside of yourself. Yes, you got to edify that. You got to look yourself in the mirror daily and say, <clears throat> "You're worthy. You're beautiful. You're worth waiting for. You're amazing. You're incredible." You got to define who you are as an individual, and you got to get unstuck. Yeah. You gotta get unstuck. Yeah. You um you said some things, and I just I tend to correct my guests when they come on my show saying things is out of line and out of pocket. So when you come on, you when you're saying things like incredible is suave credible, that's the proper pronunciation of the word. <laughs> and when you're saying amazing, the proper pronunciation is suave amazing. So you can go, put some respect Thank on you. those words, okay? I'm on just Absolutely, I stand corrected. Okay, okay, just making sure we're on the same page. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy. Um, again, your journey. Uh, it says great show, Dr. Brother Suave. Um, you're becoming more and more natural on the air with your guests, Suavo. See, see, people respect you know my suave vocabulary, the craft, the yes, craft. my suave philosophy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, listen, um, I want you to be safe out there. I know you guys having a suave, amazing suavecation and you're being Absolutely. able to swap lacks. And so, you know, enjoy it and continue with the pictures, continue Absolutely. the journey, continue blessing others, um, continue to love on the world because the world needs you. You know, like we always say, uh, the play, the world would be a, a better place if we had more peace, but it has to have more peace in the individual and more self-love in the individual and the world will be full of love and full of peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's a dream I had. Okay. I have a dream that if everyone reached to the right and to the left and all across the globe, we reach to the right and to the left and we connect and mm. we reach out to help your person on your right, your person on your left, all over the world. Even if it's just a word of encouragement, five dollars for gas, yeah. uh, a, a shirt for someone, yeah. a book bags for the baby. Yeah, whoever it is, wherever it is, what if? What do you think the world would look like? It'll be a much better place. We all, a, a lot of us, need to be go givers. These are the people that care enough for the world that they give. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, I love that. You know, man, it's been a, a, a great show with you. I appreciate you. Um, so before we close, tell people about a few um your social media, how they can contact you, and um just you know, you it could be you know, whatever your social media outlets, and uh and, and also tell the name of the book again, how they can get in contact and purchase so the book. Absolutely. You can reach me on dmarietheinfluencer.com, which is my website. Again, I'll say that dmarietheinfluencer.com. 
Um, my social is I am Marie underscore uh, DM the influencer on Instagram. On Facebook, it's Marie Monroe. Um, so I'm reachable. I'm tangible. Uh, if you need me to be your coach, I'm available. But if you just need to remember who you are, look me up. Yes. I'll remind you. Yes, and you can go on um, Swabar Walker. You can see the flyer has all the information on it. And be sure to check her out. Support her. You know, we all. My new book is on Amazon, Books of Millions, Barnes Noble, Emerge Hmm. Restore. It will change your life. It will change your space. It will get you on the other side of trauma. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Uh, Thank you. I thank you. I appreciate you so much. So if you felt that this show has done something for you, changed your life, or you got in power, or you learned something, feel free to go on um, and donate through Cash App. That's um, Cash App Suave R. Walker. That's, again, that's um, dollar sign, S-U-A-V-E-R-W-A-L-K-E-R. Again, this has been another episode of Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. Just remember, great minds reach great places. I love you. I mean it. Bye-bye. Hey, stay on right quick, okay? And we'll do. Tune in and stream live now. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, is now being broadcast on NPN Voice. NPN Voice can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now on Audible and Amazon Music and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, now on NPN Voice. NPN Voice, got voice, you heard? Possible by Neighborhood Planet Broadcasting Systems, Neighborhood Planet Network, and from contributions to MPN TV from viewers like you.